The New Zealand team will head into next year with security and confidence in who's leading them towards the Paris Olympics in 2024 as Nigel Avery has been confirmed as chef de mission for those games. Nigel himself as Olympian and five-time Commonwealth Games medalist, led the team at Birmingham Com Games this year, which was our most successful offshore campaign, building a perfect platform to launch into Paris 24 with New Zealand uh, Olympics team. He joins us on the line this morning. G'day, Nigel. How you doing? Yeah, yeah very good, thank you. Good morning. Thanks for having me. We really appreciate you uh, coming on this morning. You must be stoked for the security yeah. for yourself, but the athletes and the organisation too. Oh, yeah, obviously, personally, uh, really, really chuffed and um, honoured, uh, you know, to have been asked again to um, help contribute to the, to the team, really. And, um, uh, yeah, just a, it's a pretty cool feeling to be to be part of the group and to be part of it again is, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. What about the role in itself? Does it change a hell of a lot from, from the Commonwealth Games to the Olympics? There's probably... A little bit more involved, or is it just systems goes as usual? Yeah, I think yeah, you know, because of my obviously my knowledge base has grown. You know, since um, I was the first time going to into Birmingham, I think I can contribute uh, more as part of. Yeah, it's the it's, uh, it's the same it's the same process. Um, obviously, it's a much larger event, and and the good yeah. thing about this one, uh, other than. The COVID-affected games is that um, we'll have a chance to, you know, visit sites uh, um, prior to games more, um, which would be uh, pretty handy, I think. Hey, Nigel, you talk about athlete well well-being. It's right at the forefront at the moment. Um, everyone in every sport's talking about it. What what do you think you can bring to the table that uh, is going to support our athletes going forward? Yeah, well, I think um, you know, first, you know, first and foremost, it's um, you know having the athlete. Um, at the centre of all our decision making and, and uh, how that's going to impact them on their their performance, um, obviously their experience um, and their health. Um, and, I, and I think the yeah, NZOC does that pretty well. You know, that's, that's their mandate. That's how they operate from day to day. And so it's no no difference during games time or, or leading up to it. So really it's just carrying on doing, I guess, more of the same, making sure they're involved with decision making you know, through the Athletes Commission, um, keeping people informed. Um, and then just just creating a really really special environment um, on the ground in Paris, um, you know, for them to to op- hopefully optimise their, their performance. It's it's actually really interesting, eh, Nod? You know, like every time we head to a big event, we we've got to win more medals. There's more um, pressure put on, I guess, not only the athletes but yourself and the and the group behind it. How how do you manage that? given the downtime before you actually get to the big event? Is there a lot of work, like you said, that you do personally talking to athletes and keeping them all on track? Yeah, so we have a uh, communications campaign that um, you know, starts with the long list, which is uh, the sports nominate there, the people who think they might be up there in the qualification. And, and that group is communicated with quite regularly. Then we, close to the time, we get together and actually have workshops with them to talk about Paris and the things they might expect. You know, what we expect from them, we're talking about our monarchy, our, our team values and, and culture. Um, so there's all that going on in the background. But as far as um, you know, medal tally goes, we don't really focus on that at all. Um, it, it's more about uh, focusing on the process of, you know, what can we do to, to maximise the performance of every athlete. And as a result, um, you know, those, those key results will fall out of that. But it, it's, it's a real challenge, you know, um, 
that whole uh, how many medals are we going to win question. Um, it's quite difficult, and I'm sure you know, ask the same of Sport New Zealand or the, the National Sporting Organisation. So I'll say the same because you know the Olympic Games is it's not an easy thing. You know, there's there's every other nation trying to do the same thing. It's it's, a, it's you are competing in the you know the, the elite of the elite at the top of the world stage, and um, uh, you know it's. Um, you just never know until the day of what's going to happen. And so while we think we might have some success, and I'm sure we will, um, you just don't know what that might finally look like until, until the, uh, the closing ceremony uh, hits its straps. Mate, at the moment, there's an obviously a strong push for athletes' voice as they fight for their rights and, and equity alongside the NSOS. Uh, where does the, um, the chief demission fit in this discussion? Yeah, I guess um, it's, uh, I suppose, one of enabling it. Um, mm. The NZOC has been involved with um, you know, setting up um, ethics um, voice mechanisms through the, um, obviously through the New Zealand Olympic Committee Athlete Commission um, and the encouragement of, of getting equivalent commissions or athlete voices throughout the um, NSO sort of network. So really, you know, from my perspective, it's, I'm not... Um, any part of the formal process, but I'm certainly um, I'm willing to participate in, in enabling it to to continue. It's, it's so important, you know, the athletes having their having their say and working collaboratively collaboratively you know, with the NSOs, you know, can only do good things for you know for performance and governance, organisation, the whole lot. Hey Nigel, I'm just really interested personally, like the use of kupu. You know, you said manakitanga there. Um, and Māori and Māori and culture. I know that the haka is a really big part of success and the celebration of success when you're in the Commonwealth or the Olympic um, Games. How important is it that part of the culture, as far as New Zealand goes, taking into into competition? Is it used um, and and I guess accepted widely by the group? Um, it is, I believe. Um... So Potangata, which uh, so Derek Lidelli, um, uh generously composed for us uh, for the New Zealand team, um, uh, the haka, uh, was first used in Tokyo. And uh, the feedback from athletes was just supremely positive. Uh, obviously, the you know the key sports of rugby, because um, it's definitely part of their team culture, they really embraced that and, um, and performed it with just amazing passion. And the other teams there... Uh, just thought, man, this is great. We need to be part of that. So I kind of picked up on that and really wanted to um, develop that for Birmingham. And as part of the lead-up to the Games, I, I spoke to all the athletes you know, preceding or just after their selection, um, asked them to do a, few, a couple of things, and one of which was to really you know, embrace Potang to, to learn as well as they could. Um, we sent out instructional videos and, and, uh, and, and the words. And um, on the whole, it was taken up amazingly well, and it was used... Um, is a part of a really key part of of how we could um, deliver something to every athlete, even though we were going to be, no, we were going to be geographically separated into multiple villages in Birmingham. And it was the hack was used to welcome teams into each village. And um, the, the one thing that really struck me about that was just the respect that was given by groups delivering the welcome, and also the, the group receiving it. Um, it really, really was powerful and um, very emotional, quite spiritual. And, and look, it's, it's, a, it's an intangible thing, but you know, I really did think it did help, um, certainly with 
the feel of the team. And um, obviously, if people are feeling good, they can perform better. So, yeah, to answer your question, a really long, I think that is being embraced and it is helping um, our performance on the awesome. on the world stage. Oh, I absolutely loved it. How inclusive it was. You know, everyone, everyone wanted to be a part of that haka, uh, and they did it with so much mana, a hundred percent effort, and it, it came off. Really nice, and it looked really good, mate. you got an awesome environment there that you've created, Nigel, so you must be very proud of that. Just quickly, last question before we let you go. Next couple of years, what does it look like for you, mate? The year points will be ticking over. Yep, yep. There's a, um, obviously, there's a, a few recce trips up to, to Paris to, to make sure that we can you know, fight for our, the best spot we can in the village and all those <laughs> other things and burn as much as we can to onto the uh, NSOs and the athletes. Um, yeah, there's a bit of time up. Uh, I live in the sunny Hawke's so um, I'm, I'm on the motorway right now. For the, the, Paradise. Uh, heading, heading, to the, uh, heading to the airport. But, uh, yeah, look, it's just, uh, I'm just going to um, go along for the ride and, and um, just do as much as I can to, to help as much as I can. Good luck. Oh, good Thank luck, Nigel, appreciate mate. It. We appreciate you coming on. All the best for the next couple of weeks and years, and no doubt we'll get you on again. Uh, take care, and all the best, mate. Well, thanks, mate. Cheers, bye.